What's going on, guys? Brandon Lewis here. Last week, I got hate mail uh, for, <laughs> for doing the news in my tank top. So I have put on a collared shirt, and I'm coming to you now live from the illustrious uh, offices of Casa de Lewis, uh, where I spend most of my time. We've got news today. This is the TenCon Big 7. Thank you for joining me. We've got news about the election, some good, some bad. We've got news about constitutional amendments, uh, voters uh, being sent the wrong ballots. We've got stuff about corporate welfare promises that don't turn into uh, rainbows and buttercups, uh, some good bills that will perhaps stop gender mutilation in Tennessee, and uh, all kinds of things related to uh, legislation for medical billing, etc., before we get started, uh, please do subscribe to our newsletter. Go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash subscribe or hit that red subscribe button. And uh, you will get the news delivered to you by Mr. Jason Vaughn at 1130 uh, every day. Uh, we are taking off tomorrow for veterans. Hats off to our veterans out there. Uh, we are taking off. However, uh, we are um, going to be right back at it on Monday. Uh, have no fear. So the Big 7 is happening yet again a day early. Uh, because we are off on holiday. We have uh, hard-working folks here at the Tennessee Conservative, and I like to give them some time off. Uh, what it says, we've got to stop the cheating, or so they say. Uh, and also, Jason says, subscribe to the Tennessee Conservative. Thank you, Kathleen, for coming here. All right, guys, let's get right into the stories. First off, a little just information or my thoughts. Kevin, good to see you, buddy, uh, from Fayette County. Um, to talk to you a little bit about uh, the election and my feelings about it. Number one, you know, I've worked on U.S. Senate and U.S. House races as a paid political consultant. I wrote a book called How to Raise Money for Political Office. Uh, I've worked on tons of state and local uh, campaigns and, and in conservative organizations. So I'm no stranger um, to what goes on, and people always want my opinion. What do you think is going to go on in the national elections or the presidential elections? And I just rarely give an opinion because everyone's always wrong all the time. Was it disappointing? Absolutely. Do I feel like our nation has lost its mind? Uh, why in the world you would put people, uh, hey, Michelle from Greenville, uh, Michael, good to see you, buddy, and Maryville, thank you. Um, I was disappointed in the national elections, to say the least. Uh, very disappointed. And to me, I'm just logically looking at this, and I see inflation, uh, and I see the border. And I see the economy and taxation issues and Second Amendment issues and right-to-life issues. And, it, and I just thought that the independents would show up. Uh, but, you know, perhaps we, we did not field the best candidates in the world. Uh, Ron DeSantis did great uh, in Florida, but, you know, I saw somewhere in the headline that the red wave came in. Uh, it hit Florida, and then it kind of just petered out. Uh, I thought we'd have a much better uh, showing uh, than we did at the national level. So I'm with you. Uh, I was I was saddened when I woke up the next morning. Uh, but if you're a conservative, uh, you kind of have to be used to disappointment, and you just have to move on, right? Uh, and do leave in the comments section where you're watching from. Uh, thank you so much. Um, the other thing that I would mention uh, quickly is about the state elections. Um, I did not expect us to get uh, Martha, thank you. Uh, Chris, glad you're here, buddy. Um, I did not expect anything to happen with the governor's race. I didn't expect us to get a, a conservative candidate in there. 
Uh, Tennessee is full of so many low-information voters that really don't know what's going on. Most of them don't show up. Uh, we had like some of the lowest voter turnout in history uh, at this, these most recent elections. Further, people don't know anything about the candidates. I mean, they have no idea. When I go speak to even conservative groups about the legislation and the votes and the administration of state government, buddy, they don't know jack doodly squat about what's happened. Nothing. Not a zero zip zilch. And so I didn't expect that. So the question you've got to ask yourself, um, and, and, and further on the, on the general elections in Tennessee, everything that matters, everything that would turn our state into a more conservative bastion, all that happens in the primary. That crap does not happen in the general in Tennessee. The, all the real moving and shaking goes on in the primary. And people aren't interested in the primary, but we're going to make them interested. So what is my message to you? What is my call to action, given what happened in the national election and given what happened in the state election? Here's what it would be. Number one, forget about it. The past is the past. Number two, find the practical things that you can do as a conservative living in Tennessee to work on a little bit of national, but primarily state things. And here are a few. You can go down to Georgia, North Georgia, which is a bastion of conservative voters, and knock on doors or make phone calls for Herschel Walker to help us with the Senate. You can go to his campaign website and donate directly to him, and I wish you would. And you should. That's something practical that you could do right now if you've got all this angst, uh, worry, fear, uh, pissed offness about the elections, Go do something for Herschel Walker. It's probably one of the best shots we got. He's in a runoff. He's going to need all the help you can get. We're right there on the border of Georgia. We can knock on doors. We can canvas. We can show up to rallies. We can donate. Now, what can we do at the state level? Well, at the state level, we've got a legislative session that's coming up. And while we did not elect any new conservative leaders in Tennessee state government and the Senate, really, or the House. We came close. Uh, we did put some new people in there that are a little bit conservative. Uh, We've got to keep our eyes on this upcoming legislative session. There are going to be some opportunities uh, to show up to the Capitol uh, for things like school choice uh, and medical freedom and issues related to uh, protecting children. All that stuff you need to just have your ears open for, and you need to donate to the organizations, you need to show up to the events, you need to do the things that will help that legislation get through in the upcoming session. We're going to talk about some of that today in the Big 7 News Stories. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what Brandon Lewis is going to do. I am going to uh, continue to bring you the news that no one else will bring you, uh, that has made me wildly unpopular. Uh, up in the Capitol. People don't like it when the truth is being told. I mean, I even, when I first started this, I sat down with my pastor and I said, I feel like I'm continually and constantly in conflict. This does not feel like the gentle, loving Jesus. And when you read the scriptures, like, you know, usually both our Savior and Lord and his uh, apostles and disciples were in conflict with culture. And I think that uh, as as believers, we have to just step in there uh, even if it's not comfortable and even if it's conflict. Uh, and so I'm going to be in that conflict, uh, bringing you the news that no one else will. 
And I'm going to, in spring, once I get past my uh, painting profit summit for my paying gig, as most of you know, I don't make anything doing this. Uh, I put a bunch of money into it, and I don't know that any of it will ever come out. That's fine. I do it out of a sense of purpose and principle and conscience. But uh, it is my intention in spring, once I get past my super busy season, to put together a candidate training and to put together a candidate academy so that we can start working toward uh, replacing a bunch of these rhinos um, in 2024. And running campaigns is something you've got to start early on. You, know, you can't just slap that crap together at the last moment not knowing what you're doing or you'll lose. And I believe by doing that, I can help uh, more conservatives get across the finish line. And that is my intention. And I know this is a long segue for those of you that this is the first time tuning in. Uh, Let's get into the news now. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do my practical part. And it's not just posting on Facebook. It's not just posting on social media. I'm going to put the money, the time in, uh, the effort, the energy, and you've got to do the same thing too. Do your small part, and we can make Tennessee a conservative bastion in a sea of blue madness. All right. Go to the platforms where we are not censored. I got a little snide message from Facebook the other day talking about how they may turn us down, turn us off, or God knows what. They never tell you specifically what it is. Uh, but we get in trouble because we are conservative and we tell the truth. Uh, please do, do go to Gab, uh, Getter, Truth, MeWe, Parlor, Rumble, and make sure you're subscribed to our newsletter, TennesseeConservativeNews.com. All right, here we go. First story. Lee re-elected. I was so excited about this. Ogles wins District 5 plus statewide election results. Governor Lee won re-election Tuesday night and will serve another four years. Oh, aren't you excited? Another four years of, of corporate conservatism, of country club republicanism, of corporate welfare, uh, illegal immigration run wild, and schools in the crapper. I am excited. Uh, leading the state, Andy Ogles, uh, endorsed by Donald Trump, who I am excited about, who I wish had ran for governor, uh, won the newly redrawn 5th Congressional District. Lee led the governor's race with 67.4% of the vote compared to Democratic challenger Jason Martin at 30.5% in a race that was called within 30 minutes of the polls. Closing, former Murray County Mayor Andy Ogles will be the next 5th Congressional District representative in Tennessee. Ogles, a Republican uh, led Democrat Heidi Campbell with 56% of the vote uh, to 42.2 uh, when Campbell conceded on Tuesday night. The Republican National Committee spokeswoman, Savannah Villar, issued the statement to the Tennessee conservative, which I imagine that when you have to send this out to 50 states, they probably just copy and paste this crap, and then they just put the names in there. And I'll read you the part that they that they wrote originally, and then I'll tell you the rest of it that they bullcrapped in here that's a template. Congratulations to Governor Bill Lee, Congressman Andy Ogles, and all of our other GOP victors tonight that will, and this is the rest of it they did for all 50 states, that will serve as a blockade to the failed Biden agenda. Biden and the Democrats have opened up our southern border. Well, a lot of rhinos like to keep that border opened as well. Weakened our economy and sent prices skyrocketing these Republicans are fired up to put an end to the Democrat disasters, harumph, harumph, from the, uh, from the GOP on high at, uh, and up in D.C. Uh, for a complete list of the statewide results, you can look at what Jason has just posted in here. We got that in there with more detail. I can't read you every result. Sometimes it's best to go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com and get that stuff. 
Next story. Four Tennessee constitutional amendments, including right to work, win by large margins. So here's what you need to know about constitutional amendments. By the time they get on the ballot, they're pretty much going to pass. They're pretty much going to pass. Um, and so that's not surprising. Uh, they're pretty much going to pass. And so that's why it's important when, and we're going to be working on this moving forward, and this is something that you know I'm learning as I go, right? I'm not a political insider. Uh, I'm not a journalist uh, of any description. I'm just like you. I'm just over here doing what I think I need to do. Uh, we're going to try to get ahead of these amendments uh, in the legislature so that when they start coming down the pike, if they look bad, instead of us waiting to tell you about them when they get on the ballot, which is probably too late, we're actually going to get in there earlier. And that's my fault. You know, when, when you don't get paid to do something and you got something that pays, it's hard to like be as good at one thing as another. So go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. One day maybe I can pay attention to this thing like I wish I could. My heart's here, uh, but my money is in my business. <laughs> what is the old Oak Ridge Boys song says? Trying to love two women is like a ball and chain. Uh, one has the money, the other one has my heart. Uh, it's a long, hard ride, and it tires your mind. And that's how it feels sometimes. The Right to Work Amendment further cements a law that has been in place since 1947. Tennessee is one of 27 states of such laws which allow workers across the state to elect whether or not they would like to join a union. Without a law in place, unions can require membership as a condition of employment as they do federally, which is a bunch of BS. Amendment 4, which allows ministers to hold public office, had the closest margin of victory uh, with 63.2 voting yes and 36.8 uh, voting no. That's hilarious. I wonder if that's just Democrats that don't want God in government at all, or anybody who believes in it, probably. The rule against ministers holding public office was found to be unconstitutional by the Supreme Court in 1978, but the words were never formally removed from the Tennessee Constitution. Amendment 3, which passed with 79.5% of the vote, eliminates a clause where work can be required of those convicted of a crime, which I voted. I think people just read that slavery remark in there, and they just didn't know what it meant, and they thought, oh yeah, it's good to end slavery. They should have just written this. I mean, these amendments are always written to specifically and purposefully be misleading, as was this one. Uh, I believe it had just said that uh, an amendment that would require people convicted of a crime couldn't do any restitution to the state in any way, but to just continue to be a burden exclusively and only at your taxpayer expense. If it had been written that way, it probably wouldn't have passed. Uh, Amendment 2, uh, which passed with 76 uh, 74.6 of the vote, creates a secession plan of the Office for Governor. Tennessee previously did not have any gubernatorial secession plan. If the governor was incapacitated, the amendment would temporarily put the state's lieutenant governor in charge without requiring a person to resign for him or his current post. There you go. Now listen, if you enjoy watching me, uh, you might enjoy watching or listening to someone who actually has some talent even more. And that's why I would like to encourage you to go to wherever you get your podcast and type in Mill Creek View, Tennessee, Mill, M-I-L-L, Creek View, Tennessee podcast. And uh, right now we've got a standout episode this week with God-fearing patriot Stephen Friend, who was suspended from his job at the FBI for complaining about the unjust prosecution of U.S. citizens by FBI agents. It's funny how our government is supposed to look out for us. And it's supposed to look out, uh, you know, guard against the government actually doing bad things. But they mainly look out for themselves, their employment, and their power. And that's why you need a free press that can tell you the truth.
for the few that want to listen. Tennessee shares, um, or Stephen shares, all that led up to his suspension for refusing to arrest innocent people who attended the January 6th uh, rally. Stephen, like many whistleblowers, is suffering, suffering the repercussions of speaking the truth against evil with his former employer. Uh, so this is a media show. It's full of facts. Uh, it's actually going on inside the FBI and the DOJ. It's a must listen. You can check it out. Uh, my good friend uh, Steve Abramowitz does this. So do go search for Mill Creek View uh, podcast wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you put in Tennessee, Mill Creek View Tennessee podcast. Now listen, do that for Tennessee Conservative as well and give us a five star and Steve a review. You need to do that. Next story. 538 voters assigned wrong ballots in Davidson County allowed to cast provisional ballots. All right, here we go. Davidson County voters that were mistakenly assigned uh, ballots to the wrong congressional or state house districts are eligible to cast provisional ballots on Election Day. The Davidson County Election Commission posted a list of 438 voters affected by the ballot bungle, all of which became eligible to cast provisional ballots. And in effect... The voter on the list had to go to Davidson County Election Commission office on Election Day and get the corrected provisional ballot. The ballots only included those races affected in the mix-up. I guess that's a good way to try to mess things um, or correct the mess-up. Election officials noted that the special uh, paper provisional ballots would only be counted if the affected races are contested after the election. However, only 117 voters out of 438 visited uh, to correct their ballots. Which is not uncommon. You know, once you've screwed the pooch, I mean, most people aren't going to go take the time to go fix that. The announcement by the Davidson County Election Commission came only after a lawsuit was filed in the Davidson County Chancery Court by the League of Women Voters and two Nashville voters. Thank goodness. Ridiculous that you have to do this. I mean, the government screws up, and instead of fixing it proactively, they have to be dragged to court to do what's right, which is often the case. The Tennessee Secretary of State, Governor Bill Lee, and Davidson County Election Commission were named in the suit. Jeff Roberts, the county's Election Commission Administrator, said on November 2nd that the error that caused the mix-up was resolved, stating that the county's mapping software misclassified some of the homes in the edge of the district boundaries. However, Nashville Law Director Wally Dietz told reporters that the situation was still in place, stating that election officials have identified others who uh, haven't voted who might still receive faulty ballots due to an ongoing problem with mapping software. These voters were slated to receive paper ballots when they arrived at the polls. All right, here's a little corporate welfare news, boy. Now, here's the thing you can expect. Governor Lee's just been elected, right? He's got four more years to serve, four more years. Let's hope that another catastrophe does not come down the pipe where his resolve has to be tested to protect our constitutional rights because his first go-round did not go so well did not go so well. And so we better hope that he doesn't get another test. Uh, so we cross our fingers for that. What you're probably going to see with Bill Lee over the next four years, if I had to guess, is some symbolic school choice stuff. Hopefully, maybe. He may just lean on the fact that 400 and some odd kids got school choice out of a million, and like that'll be his legacy for that. Big promise. I think we will see nothing done on illegal immigration. I think we will see more corporate welfare. That's the only thing, like if you had to like put a $100,000 bet, we're going to be giving more Tennessee taxpayer dollars to millionaires and billionaires without any, uh, without any uh, accountability, with no clawbacks, with no paybacks. That's what we're going to get. And uh, that's gonna, there's going to be a lot of that. 
And here's a story about some corporate welfare that was handed out to Amazon, a very right-leaning company that stands up for American values and is very aligned with the conservatives in Tennessee. Uh, so we, we gave them a bunch of money. Let's see what's happening with that. Amazon bails on promised job creation in Nashville with hiring freeze. Amazon announced they would be placing a hiring freeze on new hires for corporate positions within the company, noting a failure to hold up their end of a bargain made with the Metro Council. Just a few years back, Amazon promised to create 5,000 jobs, right? You know, promises from corporate uh, politicians and rhino Republicans and, and leftists are always very similar in that they don't actually happen. Just a few week, uh, years back, Amazon promised to create 5,000 jobs for the Nashville area with an average salary of 150000 In exchange for bringing those jobs to the region, it was decided that, that the city would give the company $500 for each new position for seven years. Amazon would also receive approximately $2.1 million of your money. Okay, An Amazon spokesperson claims that the company has made good on start to keeping that promise, hiring over 2,500 employees for corporate tech positions in Amazon, and that they remain committed to the city. 2,500, well, then I think they should have to give back at least $10 million. If you've only made half your promise, shouldn't you have to give back half the money? The hiring freeze had already been initiated in some corporate areas, and in recent weeks was being expanded to other portions of the business. The freeze is on incremental hires. The freeze is being blamed on the economy and the uncertain place and a lot of how many people have been hired in the few years. The company hired a whole bunch of them during COVID as people were forced to stay at home and mom-and-pop businesses shut down in Tennessee while the big box retailers were allowed to stay open under Republican leadership. It is unclear how much money Amazon has received for the jobs they have created to date, but it is clear that the company has no plans to add the remaining promised jobs for the Music City anytime soon. This is what happens to this corporate welfare crap. These big promises, and there's no accountability. Buddy, we are held accountable as taxpayers. We've got to pay our tax bill, or guess what? Men with guns will show up at your house. But these corporations can get your taxpayer dollars from our Republican officials, and if they don't do anything, no big deal. Guys, listen, it is tough work here. It is yeoman's work. Please help us. Go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. You can see Jason posting that in the comment section. You can look at it in the, the header there. Donate to us. I don't have my props with me because I'm at home. But if you give any amount, you will get a proud Tennessee conservative bumper sticker. You will also get a Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker. And you'll get a list of your elected officials, which will, will be updated shortly, in the State House and the State Senate. Listen, we run on grassroots support. We can't do it without you. Only 5% of the people, less than 5%, uh, that listen to our podcast, scroll through social media, read our publications, subscribe to our newsletter, actually give. So don't take a free ride. You, 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 the, the freeloaders have already voted, right? No red wave. Well, we can't be freeloaders. All right, guys? So if you're one of the 95% you've never made a donation, please go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support and help us out. We need the money. Clear your conscience. Sleep like a baby tonight. When you donate to the Tennessee Conservative, go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com, hit that support button, and subscribe to our newsletter. I know you will. You will not let me down. Next story. Tennessee bill to limit gender mutilation introduced by Republican lawmakers. This is what you call a day late and a dollar short story. And we've talked to you about how that legislation was introduced by the actual conservatives. Reagan, who won, thank goodness, John Reagan in the House, 
and Janice Bowling in the Senate could have fixed all this, but the rhinos took that bill, cut it down to something that didn't make a difference to anybody, and then and, until they got a black eye by Matt Walsh in the national media and had a big, huge rally in front of the cameras, then they do the right thing, right? A new bill drafted by Representative William Lambert and, and Senator Jack Johnson. It's so funny. The rhino leadership introduces stuff, and it's like they just break their arms, patting themselves on the back. They won't go pick up the, the, the legislation from the people who originally put it out there and say, I'm sorry, we should have been on board. This is the kind of stuff I don't like. I mean, you should not take credit for something that was previously ignored. But that's how it works, right? Aims to ban gender transition procedures on children. The Protecting Children from Gender Mutilation Act prohibits any medical treatment that alters child's hormonal balance, the processes that removes their organs to enable the minor to identify as a gender different from their biological sex. If the bill becomes law, it will provide some of the nation's strongest protections for minors in the realm of gender-affirming care. And some, the summary of H. Bill 001 and House Bill 001 sounds like it's the first one they're going to get out there. Thank you, Matt Walsh, for embarrassing these people into action. As introduced, prohibits a health care provider from performing on a minor or administrating to a minor medical procedures in the performance of administrating uh, procedure for the purpose of enabling a minor to identify with, live as, or purported identity inconsistent with the minor's sex. That's a mouthful. Lambert said, through the passage of this bill, Tennessee will protect the vulnerable children who cannot uh, give informed consent for adult decisions they aren't ready for, inferring or uh, interfering or destroying the healthy, normal reproductive organs of a child for the purpose of altering their appearance is profoundly unethical and morally wrong. Tennesseans across the state have demanded an immediate call to action. The bill states that the surgical uh, gender-affirming care can lead minors to becoming irreversibly harmed and increase the risk of disease or illness or suffer from adverse and sometimes fatal psychological consequences. The bill continues, moreover, the legislature finds it is likely that not all harmful effects associated with these types of medical procedures when performed on a minor are yet fully known, as many of these procedures are experimental in nature, so on and so forth. So that's what we got here. Here's that the Attorney General would be required by the new law, if it's put together, uh, to report violations and also would allow children to bring a civil cause of action against their parents if they consented on behalf of a minor. Courts would be allowed to impose a $25,000 penalty per violation. Well, hell, they probably make more doing the surgery. I'm sure Vanderbilt's just doing the math right now. Well, what's a $25,000 fine? Well, what if we could charge $150,000 and clear $125,000? Only $25,000 fine? Hell, we're going to be in business. I could just see those greedy SOBs uh, in these corrupt medical oligarchs who control the legislature. Stay tuned for the follow of the money report that Jason's working on. It's a lot of work. He's put in countless hours. In addition, a health care provider who breaks the law could have action taken on them up to 20 years after the violation. If the bill passes, it will go into effect uh, in July 1st of 2023. And so I'm sure, you know, clinics all over Tennessee, maybe even some of which we don't know, are probably like going to do as much as they can while they can. Would not surprise me. All right. Next story. Tennessee abortion number drops as neighboring states see increase. 
A new national study has tracked a noticeable decline in the number of abortions performed in many states, including Tennessee, since the overturn of Roe v. Wade by the Supreme Court. While there has been a decline in abortions performed in Tennessee, the number has jumped in neighboring states. In Tennessee, there were around 1,180 abortions performed in April 2022. That's a sad number. By July, the number had decreased to 280. When checked again in August, there were 260. Well, if there's a law in the books, how does this happen? Oh, I see. The results reflect a swift change as Tennessee trigger law kicked in following the Supreme Court decision of June. Less than a month later, on August 25th, a full ban on abortions was put in place in Tennessee. Clinics that once provided abortions ceased to offer them immediately. The data compiled also showed how the neighboring states in Tennessee, with laws allowing abortion, saw a significant increase on the numbers. North Carolina, being on Tennessee's northeastern border, saw a 37% increase. I wouldn't want to live in a state where that's like one of the numbers that's increasing. That's a sad number. Between April and August, the number of abortions provided in Illinois, where abortion clinics are accessible and are located within three hours from Nashville and Memphis, saw a 28% increase. Well, darkness will find a place. The study, however, did not specifically track uh, whether Tennessee women traveled out of state for abortions. Sources state that Tennessee lawmakers will consider legislation in the next session of the General Assembly to ban Tennesseans from traveling to states to receive them. This will be a topic Tennessee conservatives will be closely monitoring. You can bet your hat on that. All right. Next story. Last one. Are you ready? Are you ready? The tried and true, the faithful, showing up here. Tennesseans uh, can't rely on no surprises medical billing due to loopholes in legislation enacted. In January 2022, a federal law went into effect that aimed to prevent individuals from receiving an unexpected or higher than expected medical bills. However, loopholes in legislation have been discovered due to the experiences by a Nashville woman. Listen to this. My, my wife had something that a doctor recommended that she go do, calls this hospital. They give her this number, right? I don't know what it was. Six, seven hundred dollars. This is what it'll cost over the phone, like very misleading and manipulative way. And she calls back to make sure, so it's only six hundred dollars. Oh, no, that's just your initial payment. What? That's not what I asked. I asked what the price of the whole thing is. These medical providers uh, do everything they can to get you on the hook and then to send bill collectors after you. They can't give you a price for anything. It's all misleading. It's all corrupt. And they are, they are some of the biggest corrupting influences in Tennessee government. The first loophole is a waiver that, if signed check, requires patients to pay their bills regardless of whether it's close to the estimate. So apparently if somebody checks that box, they could have to do it. However, the No Surprises Act allows for patients to dispute the bill if it comes out to be $400 or more above the good faith estimate, but the resolution process is only available to individuals who are uninsured. Why? Why? The right is right. This is all these people that have received all this medical PAC money doing the bidding of these huge corporations, these corporate hospital behemoths. The Tennessee General Assembly Senate Bill 001 and House Bill 002, sponsored by Bo Watson and David Hawk, respectively, aim to stop insurance providers from sending unexpected medical bills to patients in Tennessee. That's a good thing. The Tennessee bill was first filed for introduction in November of 2020, uh, but was beset with deferrals and resets until it was finally held on the House desk on January 31st of this year and then taken off notice 
when the Senate Insurance Subcommittee on March 15th of this year, where the legislation will be uh, pursued further next session by the General Assembly is unknown at this time. Uh, Braden Pan, the CEO of Resolve, a patient advocacy company, offers some good tips on patients in our article on the website. You can go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com. I'm telling you, the corrupting influence of the medical lobby in Tennessee is epic. Epic. And, and you could have never seen it on any clearer display than during the pandemic. Just anything. If they could make a dollar and your constitutional rights could be burned up, you know, burned up on the uh, House floor, they were all about it. That's it, boys and girls. Long preamble there after the election. Don't be disheartened. Don't be dismayed. We are growing in numbers. We have the truth on our side. And that is one thing. Uh, we're going to move into the what I'm doing this weekend section. And I'm going to tell you what I did last weekend, which was lots of fun. Um, the thing that I will, that one of the biggest reasons that I'm going to put together a candidate training, um, like, a, a, like a workshop, like a, a genuine bring in the experts, teach people how to really run campaigns workshop, and why I want to recruit more conservatives to run in Tennessee and why I think they can win is, is, is this. They've got the truth on their side. I don't believe in mudslinging, uh, but a lot of the rhinos that are up in Nashville have terrible records. They voted for things that, that conservatives, when polled, do not like. People don't like corporate welfare. Like 60% of people were against that Titan Stadium deal. 60%, I bet it's about 80% of Republicans, primary voters. People don't like watching the government being increased by 21% when it was promised by the governor to reduce its size. And almost all of them voted for that. And then there's a long litany. Everybody who are on these committees have passed bills that are not conservative. They, they, tell, the, they tell their constituents uh, about things, and people are so low information they don't know. But if you raise the money and if you use the proper tactics, you can get the truth in front of enough voters in primaries. And with the primary turnout being as low as it is, Somebody who is a challenger really has a great shot in Tennessee if they run a proper campaign to get elected. So that's why I am not discouraged in the volunteer state. I believe we can make a difference. I truly do. I would not continue to do this if I thought it was hopeless. Uh, I'm going to get in there and try to see if I can make my little difference. Now, you should do the same. I'm going to say it again. Don't let this stuff get you down. And I'm kind of a negative Nancy and Nelly. Now, I'll go out there and continue to do something, but I, kind of, I plow a field like Eeyore would plow a field. Now, I'll do it. But sometimes I'm not as cheerful about it as I should be. Don't let that rub off on you. That's a personal failing of mine. You know it's bad when your, your wife hands you a book while you're in the bathtub and it says, like, here's this book called The Power of Positive Thinking. Maybe you should pick it up. And I've read a few pages of it. I'm going to try to get, I'm going to get through the rest of it. I'm going to try to get back to reading more than, than I used to now that we're settled in this house. So don't get discouraged. If you want to do something about the national election, I would encourage you to focus your attention on Georgia if you can go down there and knock doors, if you can do something, uh, make sure that you do it. All right, now listen. This is the part that everybody stays, that listens to, to the very end. And some people fast forward to the very end to hear this segment. I don't have the mailbag today, but buddy, the mailbag is going to be bulging, bulging bag next week. Next week, the mailbag will be huge and overflowing. Uh, we got a lot of mail at the office, but I've not been able to get out there this week to check it. So if you ever get a thank you note uh, late from us, it's because I, I have to, you know, like get on a horse and ride down the mountain here and, and go check the mail. So what happened last weekend? Last weekend I had about uh, 21 or so of my closest friends here at the house, guys, 
uh, from all over the southeast. Uh, I do it as a tradition. I have done it for 13 years. We had a great time. Uh, grilled out steaks. Uh, my friend Eric, uh, just fantastic friend, helped me get everything put together. He is a uh, master filleter of, of, of meat and uh, preparer of seafood. Uh, my buddy uh, Corey, was, you know, who, who worked uh, as a uh, Huddle House uh, cook, boy, you should watch him cook breakfast. You should watch somebody that worked as a Huddle House cook. Like you'd be in your kitchen, like slinging eggs around and stuff. It was amazing. Uh, we just had good music. We had good fun. We had a huge, epic uh, bonfire in the backyard. Uh, went downtown, uh, watched some football. I actually got a TV up just so they could watch football because I don't watch football, but I know that some people do. And this weekend, we were slated to go to a cabin with some friends of mine, back to back, fun and festivities, uh, I think at Tim's Ford. But Ruby got sick. She got sick. She was running a fever, and then she uh, started, you know, doing the 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 the, uh, the unmentionable thing. We started throwing up, and uh, so I was like, "Well, I don't know if we're going to go. Maybe she'll get better." And then she got a little better, and then she had a fever, and I'm like, "Well, at this point, maybe we just need to stay home." And so I'm going to have a uh, a home weekend, which I desperately need. We're just going to hang around here at the house, probably have a fire outside, maybe roast some marshmallows with the girls. And just we're just going to be uh, antisocial, hang around here at the house. I'm going to catch up on work. We're going to go to church on Sunday and uh, just have a stay-at-home weekend. Uh, I could never have imagined when I was a bachelor, as I was always doing stuff, that I would find myself uh, calendaring weekends. Like on my calendar, I will block it off and it will say stay at home because I enjoy staying at home. And so that's why I don't travel as much uh, as I used to. Guys, that's what's on tap for this weekend. Some choring and some working and some uh, fellowshipping with the girls. I live with four women, and so uh, it, is, it, is, uh, it is interesting from time to time. And I, it, it makes you a better person because you have to be just to survive, just to survive and maintain your sanity. Uh, you, must, you, must, uh, you are going to be put in the female crucible uh, until that old chunk of coal comes out a gleaming diamond because women do amazing work. And uh, I appreciate all the women out there who listen and watch who support the Tennessee Conservative. I would say our support probably comes from like 70% women, I would say, probably. I think that's probably about right. Uh, and I have seen that a trend in activism as well. When I looked at, look at the people that are leading organizations across the state that are actually spending time, and then I look at the volunteers and the folks that are engaged, it's ladies. It's ladies, so don't just be a social media warrior. That's the number one caution I'd give you. Don't just be a social media warrior. Physically get out there. Knock on the doors, talk to the people, see the folks, go to the meetings, give the money, write the legislatures, drive up to the Capitol, do the stuff that's not online, right? Do the online stuff for your own entertainment and gratification, and occasionally it can be used as a good tool. But all the other stuff, find whatever, uh, whatever your time and talent is and if you don't have the time and you don't have the talent, you always have some money and it might not be much. Uh, but put that money uh, where your mouth is, put that money where your mind is, put that money where your heart is, put your time where you can, and uh, we will do good things in Tennessee. I have no doubt. I feel like we are headed in the right direction. We just gotta, we just gotta regroup, uh, come up with a little bit better strategy, a few better tactics, and then go after it. So I'm gonna do my little thing. You do your thing, and we'll be all right. All right, guys, Brandon Lewis here. Brandon Lewis here with the TenCon Big 7, wrapping it up. I hope you enjoyed those news stories without the visual aids. 
uh, but you could perhaps imagine. And do go uh, wherever you get your podcast, Tennessee Conservative. Uh, type that puppy in there. Hit the subscribe button. Give us a five-star review. Tell your friends about it. It really helps. See you next week. Talk to you later. Love you, mean it. Take care.